Welcome to the Testimony Service Podcast, the podcast that will encourage you, increase your faith, and draw you closer to God. I'm your host, Martina. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So in an effort to help our listeners' faith increase, each episode will begin with a scripture. Today's scripture is Proverbs 31, verses 29 and 30. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And now, in honor of Mother's Day this coming Sunday, here is my mom with episode six, I Want Some Tuna. Hi, my name is Melissa, and I am originally out of Indianapolis, Indiana, by way of Denver, Colorado, and I would like to share an event in my life that has caused me to appreciate life more than ever before, has caused me to even appreciate and love my family, even at a greater level than I ever thought I could. But I'm grateful um, today to be alive. Many people in this season that we're in don't really have that testimony, unfortunately. But in 2015, I went to church that Sunday morning with my family. And after church, we decided to go to one of my favorite restaurants, Texas Roadhouse, there in Denver. After having a nice dinner, nice fellowship, we proceeded to leave and to head home. While leaving the restaurant, my husband decided to go back in and grab some peanuts. And at that point, I had walked alongside a dear friend of ours, Pastor Gregory Tolliver. And during that time, we had maybe taken a few steps outside of the front door of the restaurant. And... After that, I don't remember anything else. I was told by Pastor Tolliver that I said to him, I feel like I'm going to faint. And at that point, I dropped to the ground. I dropped to my death. No breathing, no heartbeat. They called 911. When the paramedics arrived, no one prior to them arriving had been able to uh, resuscitate me. The paramedics tried, but to no avail. They shocked me three times, is what I'm being told, and to no avail. At that point, they put me in the back of the ambulance and proceeded to take me to the University of Colorado Hospital. Upon arriving there, the doctors did all that they could do. When they came out, they told my husband that I was pronounced dead on arrival. They told my husband, even if I had have lived, I would only be a vegetable and I would need round-the-clock care the rest of my life. Uh, They asked my husband if I had any family and to call the family in, that they had put me on a breathing machine and would leave me there so that my family could come in and say their goodbyes. And 
as my family came in afterwards, the doctors told my husband that they had to take me off of the machine, that there was no brain activity, there was no heartbeat, and I was not breathing on my own. And I just give God all the glory. I give him all the honor for the miracle that has taken place in my life because I am here today and I am here today because of the miracle working power of God. I am not here because of the hands of the doctors. I am not here because of the hands of the paramedics. I am not here because of any miracle pill. I'm not here because of science, but I am here because the God that I serve, the almighty, true, and living God, saw fit to touch me and to breathe breath into my life one more time and to allow me to live again. And I thank God for that. I thank him every day. I don't take it for granted that I'm alive. I, ta- I, I don't take it for granted that I'm here. I am so grateful. I'm grateful because God allowed me to be here to see my firstborn grandson. I never would have seen him. I never would have known I had a grandson. But that baby was born three weeks ago on yesterday, three weeks ago. And I'm so excited about being here, about being alive. I'm just grateful because the doctors said to me, they said, we really don't know how you're here. They said, we dropped your body temperature to 32 degrees, trying to preserve all the organs in your body that we might donate your organs because you were gone. You were not here. They said, we really don't understand how you're here. They said, we really don't understand how you are in your right mind and you don't have any brain damage because you were without oxygen for such a very long time. And they said, we don't understand it. They asked me to get up and they asked me if I could just hold on to the walker and walk a few steps down the hallway and and I walked all the way down the corridor into the atrium and I sat there and my husband brought his keyboard to the hospital and we began to sing. Well, it was very painful for me to sing because every breath I took hurt because of the ribs. They had broken many ribs and broken the sternum in my chest. But I had a mind and a desire to worship God because I knew there was no way that I was there, no way that I was there in that hospital alive and awake. There was just no way except God did it. And I understand that even during that time that I laid there in that hospital, they tell me for several days and then out of nowhere, I just woke up. But they tell me for two days afterwards, I didn't remember anything. I was awake and alive, and they said I was talking, but I didn't know that my aunt was there. I didn't know that my sister was there. I didn't know what I was saying, so they told me I repeated myself over and over again. Yet God stepped in and worked another miracle when the doctor said, this is what we told you. Even if she lived, she'd be a vegetable. She doesn't even know that she's already said that. She's just repeating herself because of the damage to the brain, the lack of oxygen to the brain. But in two days, God turned that around too. He worked and performed another miracle because they tell me after two and a half days went by, I said out of nowhere, I want some tuna. And I never repeated myself after that. When my dinner tray came and there was no tuna, they tell me, I said, I said I want some tuna. My husband jumped up. He ran down the hall. He called for the doctors and nurses. He said, my wife is back. That's her attitude. My wife is back. And I've never repeated myself since then. 
except it was on purpose. There's nothing wrong with my brain. I remember. I know who my family is. I know what happened. I know what the doctors have done. I know what occurred in my life and that God worked a miracle and brought me back to this place that I'm in today, a testimony. I am a testimony, and I'm grateful to be able to share my testimony on testimony service. Today, I'm glad. I'm grateful because it could have been different. I didn't have to have a testimony, but because I do, I'm willing to share it everywhere I go to encourage someone else along the way. Thanks, Mom. That was great. <laughs> Thank you for I'm so glad. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, the Lord. So, yeah. So some would call what you've been through in 2015 an impossible situation. So can you share some words of encouragement for those who are feeling like they're facing something that looks totally impossible? Well, my only... My words of encouragement to them is bringing tears to my eyes to just even share the testimony because, you know, although it was 2015, when I share it to me, it's just like yesterday because many people are dying all over the place. Many people have experienced what I've experienced and didn't make it through it, but I'm so grateful. And what I can share with them is the word of God. In the Word of God, in the Bible, it says all things are possible to him that believes. And I'm so glad that I believed in God before this ever happened to me. I believed in miracles before this ever happened to me. I believed in the righteous Son of God, Jesus, who got up from the dead, who got up from the grave for our sins. I believed And because of that, I believe he saw me right where I was, and I believe that he understood I had faith in him, although I couldn't open up my mouth and say a word. The Bible says that God knows our thoughts are far off, and I encourage anyone that may be going through a situation that seems impossible to hold off, never give up, because God said, I will never leave you nor will I forsake you. God will be with you, he said, until the end of the world. And I encourage everyone that's listening to trust God. Trust God. Trust God. And speak life to whatever your situation is. Your situation may look dead. Your situation may seem horrible. But speak life to your situation. Because, again, the Bible says that the power of life and death lies in our tongue. It's whatever you speak. The Bible says, God says, whatever you ask in my name, believe that you have received it and you shall have it. And when there are two or three touching and agreeing in his name, whatever you ask, he'll do it. So, Surround yourself around believers. Surround yourself around others that can agree and touch and speak the same thing that you're speaking positively, not negatively. Yeah, that's great advice. So what would you say is the biggest change this experience has made in your life? I would say the biggest change has been 
that it has caused me to trust God even more. It's so easy to say that you trust God. It's so easy to read the scriptures in the Bible and to quote the scriptures in the Bible. But when you have lived it, it takes your level of trust in God to another level, to a place you've never been. This experience has also caused me to sometimes experience PTSD, thinking about, oh, my God, I died. Oh, my God, is it, what if it happens again? Oh, you know, that would go through my mind at times. But this experience, because my trust level has increased in God, has caused me to lean on God. And then another scripture in the Bible comes to life, and, and it works in my life, where the scripture says that the Lord would give us peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. All understanding. It surpasses all understanding. When it doesn't even make sense, it surpasses all understanding. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Mom. Um, Well, happy early Mother's Day. And thank you for just raising us upright and showing us what real faith looks like, even through all the ups and downs. And we know who to look to on earth. Jesus isn't here, but <laughs> me and David can look look at you and see how you've lived. So thank you, Mom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You pray for your mom, that your mom will always keep her eyes on Jesus. And I will pray for you, David, that you will always look to Jesus. Look to the heels from whence come at your help. Your help comes from the Lord. Thanks for tuning in to this special Mother's Day episode of the Testimony Service Podcast. Mother's Day is right around the corner, a couple days away, so make sure you treat your moms right this weekend for those of us who are blessed to still have them here. And as always, we'll be back next Wednesday. Here's a sneak peek. Here comes Friday. I get to work at 7 a.m. in the morning. I get a little tap on my shoulder like, hey, do you, uh, do you have a minute? I'm like, here we go. 